This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Yeah, enough of that sitting bull stuff. Come on. Come on, Bill O'Reilly. You got to do better than that. You take five minutes of my talk time talking about sitting bull. Ha <laughs> I wonder why I'm passing him in the ratings. Hey, that's old school. And by the way, uh, Macedonian Phil, I noticed Andrew Giuliani brought this to my attention in the middle of the Tunnel to Tower Foundation's Radiothon we did, that I'm not listed on the uh, podcast. So oh, all of a sudden you have uh, Ryan, his 10 to 12, his podcast, and it goes right to Greg Kelly. What the hell ever happened to me? People want to hear what Sid said about me, what I said about Sid. I want the freaking podcast up. You take five minutes from me to talk about Sitting Bull. Oh, wow. I'm really enlightened, Bill O'Reilly. And now no podcast. (laughs) What do you got? Hey, we're number one. We want to stay number one. We want to be hip, current, happening. And so let's get right down to it. Because elected officials, whether they're Democrat or Republican, they think that we're stunad, that we can only remember maybe five hours ago, five days ago, five weeks would be a lot, and certainly not five months ago. Listen to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, best friend uh, of Sid Rosenberg, as he wants all the rich people to stay here in New York City. It's about stop dividing our city. To continually attack high-income earners, where 51% of our taxes are paid by 2% of New Yorkers. It's blown my mind when I hear people say, so what if they leave? No, you leave. Who are my high-income earners right here? Yeah, that's right. All the rich people are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Eric, let's because sales tax is down, commercial uh, tax is down, property tax is down, income tax is down. With a $104 billion bloated budget, you need rich people. Uh, Lou, I seem to remember it was two years ago on the stage with Al Slim Shady Sharpton at the National Action Network. There was a totally different Eric Adams who was telling all these crackers, all these white people to leave. Go back to Iowa. You go back to Ohio. New York City belongs to the people that was here and made New York City what it is. Well, maybe that's part of the reason the people are leaving, uh, Eric. And then remember your tag team partner in this, Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I. When he was governor, he was basically saying, if you're a Republican or a conservative, get the hell out of here. Are they these extreme conservatives who are right to life, a poor assault weapon, anti-gay? Is that who they are? Because if that's who they are, and if they are the extreme conservatives, 
They have no place in the state of New York. So this... Because that's not who New Yorkers are. So two years ago, Eric Adams and his homeboy, Andrew Elias Cuomo, were telling people to leave. And they did. And they continue to exit his tours Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown. And just within this past year, Kathy Crimewave Holcomb told everybody, if you don't agree with me and the Democrats, pack your bags and get the hell out of here. The fate of democracy in this country. That's what we're fighting for, my friends. We are fighting for democracy. We're fighting to bring government back to the people and out of the hands of dictators. And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro, just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you, re- you don't represent our values. So yesterday, she was on Wounded Knee begging these people to stay, begging these people to stay. And Eric Adams, who told everyone to go back to Iowa, go back to Ohio, all of a sudden, remember, oh, I need tax dollars. Who's going to pay the taxes? I need rich white people. It's about stop dividing our city to continually attack high-income earners. Mm. Where 51% of our taxes are paid by 2% of New Yorkers. It's blown my mind when I hear people say, so what if they leave? No, you leave. Who are my high-income earners right here? Yeah, yeah, they're all the rich people. That's right. Jamie Dimon, right? Okay, so remember, that was the first call Eric Adams got when he was elected mayor. And he said, oh, he had a tinkle go right up his uh, uh, his back leg. And then what did he say about the billionaire Michael Bloomberg? He said, you know, Mike, uh, Jesus walked across the Sea of Galilee, and I could see you doing that, too. Hey, let's face it. Uh, he says that to these folks in their face while they're having breakfast. But in the back of his mind, this is what he really means, uh, Lou. I kicked those crackers' ass, man. I was unbelievable. So he's out on that stage. He's talking to all these rich white people, right? They're applauding him. That's right. That's right. In the meantime, in the back of his head, he said, I kicked all these crackers' asses. Because when it comes to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, what is it really all about? It's not about white or black. It's about the green in between. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. And the problem that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan has is that police are abandoning their tours of duty. At an rapido rate, we're down to a very dangerous level of 34,000 police officers. As I have told you before, and I'll continue to tell you, there are other police departments uh, within our region, south of the Mason-Dixon line, whether they represent sheriff's departments, whether they're uh, police departments representing counties, municipalities, towns, villages, and boroughs, whether they are correctional departments that are coming and recruiting the men and women of the NYPD. And this is the litmus test they use. They know that it costs approximately about $100,000 per recruit for the NYPD to recruit them, vet them, train them at College Point, graduate them. They don't want them right out of the academy. No, they say, let's wait about two, three years. Let them, let them bust their shoes a little bit. Let them get a little experience as a member of the NYPD. Maybe they got farmed out to some rough and tough precincts, of which almost all of them are now because of all the crime that's all over the city. And then they swoop in like vultures and buzzards. 
Just recently, I told you, and nobody's written it up. You're hearing it first from Curtis Lewa because the media has been a dollar short and a day late. There were 10,000 police officers who showed up at Jacob Javits Center to take the annual sergeant's test. 10,000, they had their sharpened number two pencils and their Hershey's chocolate bars for energy. And the moment they walked out of Jacob Javits Convention Center, there were recruiters from all over America who were flocking in on them. And their supervisors didn't even bother to chase them away, didn't even bother to tell the brothers and sisters in these other departments, hey, you know, why don't you wait across the street? You can't be standing right here on the sidewalk. Come on. It's almost like we're encouraging them uh, to join your police department after we recruited them, vetted them, trained them, and put them out on the streets and schooled them. In fact, many of the supervisors were going up to these recruiters and saying, hey, what, what are you offering for sergeants, lieutenants, captains, deputy inspectors, chiefs? I mean, they're all ready to jump ship, and these other departments are salivating. They know that Eric Adams, no plan, the swagger man has to maintain cops, never mind hire cops, has offered nothing to these police officers but a lot of agita. So I just want to give you a basic idea of what these recruiters from other cities are offering. $17,000 signing bonus. Then they will pay for your housing for a complete year. Complete year of housing. Uh, They'll pay some of your expenses uh, in terms of moving. In fact, some of them, depending on the municipality, will will pay for the allied moving hauler. And then they put you at a pay level where you're starting at, whether as a private sergeant, whether you're moving up the ladder, depending on your experience in the NYPD. They'll pay you 10000 more than you are getting with the NYPD. The exodus continues no matter what you say, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, and Kathy Crywave Holcomb. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. Arriba! Arriba! Oh, come on, I don't have a podcast up on this Rip and Read edition at WABC. Of course, it's Macedonian Phil Lou and sit in a cabal to try to prevent these 45 minutes from being heard, although truncated by another five minutes by O'Reilly. He had to tell us about custom. Oh, Madonna, my and sitting bull. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I will be in the studios tomorrow at 7.05. I am closing out the week with Sid, and nobody is going to stop me from coming in here. Let me get that straight to you guys, but let's get right down to it. Number one story of the day, bar none, is that um, the Biden of Brooklyn, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, best friend of uh, Sid Rosenberg, although I noticed Lou... Sid was texting him starting at 10 o'clock to see if he could make a donation, a Tunnel to Tower uh, Foundation. And uh, probably all he wanted to offer was worthless bitcoins that he keeps promoting. Uh, But he didn't even bother to text his very dear friend back.
Let me leave it at that, because now the Biden of Brooklyn, Eric Adams, wants a billion dollars to house the illegal aliens that he has accepted who have crossed the border illegally from Texas, excuse me, from Mexico and gone into Texas, especially the Venezuelans from Maduro who made their way to El Paso. He had a uh, mutual relationship with the uh, Democratic mayor of El Paso where he said, give me your tired, give me your poor, make sure they're Venezuelan, make sure they're socialists from Maduro and Venezuela and have them pound the hound and come up to the Port Authority. Because there, oh, Cardinal Dolan was waiting with them. Uh, oh, Catholic Charities was getting tons of money from us to suck at taxpayers to house them and to guide them and to fly them and to bust them up here. It's it's a scam. There's no other way to describe it. We're getting shook down. A billion dollars it's going to cost us. And now Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is claiming that his friend, uh, he is the Biden of Brooklyn, uh, should cough up a billion dollars for all the expenses that we've had to occur in being Papa Chulo and accepting these illegal, illegal aliens. 30,000 now, that number in New York City. And what is Eric Adams saying to his very dear friend, Joe Biden? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. It's what it's all about every day to Eric Adams. It's all about the shimoles. It's all about the scatterall. It's all about the lettuce. It's never about the people. How come he doesn't turn to the senior citizen? Uh, he is a senior citizen. The senior senator of New York, the schmuck, the putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumann, who has explained why we need to accept all these illegal aliens into our country because you out there are not doing your job at fornicating and copulating enough. You're using Jimmy Caps. You're using marital contraception aids. Or, let's face it, if it's out of wedlock, you're not preventing, you are preventing uh, wanted pregnancies because Schumer wants Americans to be procreating now. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. You see, the problem is we're not procreating fast enough. We need the illegal aliens. And I've been told once again that I am in violation of a law that was just signed by... Governor Crime Wave, Kathy Holcomb, that we are no longer to refer to these men, women, and children crossing the borders illegally as illegal aliens. Now, I've been told, Macedonian Phil, that I am to call them either a non-citizen or an undocumented non-citizen. I cannot refer to them any longer as an illegal alien. I thought this is America. I thought this is a place that we have free speech. Oh, that's right, Elon Musk. Is going after this kid who tracks his flights, is threatening to sue this kid. I guess this kid, he doesn't have free speech either. See, it's do as I say, not as I do. They say, oh, you have free speech. Well, hell to pay if you call them illegal aliens. So I will see how long it'll take them to drag me off of the radio here at WABC because they were illegal aliens before, they're illegal aliens now, they're illegal aliens tomorrow, and I'm not going to suddenly start calling them non-citizens, undocumented non-citizens, because Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb signs into law, law, that we are required to call them non-citizens and undocumented non-citizens. Anyway, the Michigash continues 
Let's look at what is happening, ladies and gentlemen, in terms of the cryptocurrency Ponzi scheme. I said I've been warning you about for six months. The Bitcoin bandits and the blockchain criminals. Remember, I and I alone have been warning you, like Paul Revere, everybody else has been asleep at the wheel. In fact, six months ago, the media, whether it was the New York Times, the old gray lady, whether it was MSNBC, whether it was CNBC, they treated this guy. Remember, never trust anybody with three names. Never, never, never trust anybody with three names. Sam Bankman Freed. It was a form of idolatry. He was the golden calf. He could do no wrong. Everything about this guy looked like he was a fraud. But, hey, it was too good to be true. So, hmm, hey, you just went through this in 2008 with, who is that, Bernie Madoff? Well, what the hell? That was 2008. This is 2022. How did you do this so quickly? I mean, your company is two years old, and you're doing something like $400 billion worth of volume per month which is 25 times what you did a year ago. How did you get the uptake uh, at scale so fast? You know, it, it was really just a lot of small things put together, a lot of decisions that we've made around how to build the product, trying to be as responsive as we can to customers, to regulators, to counterparties. And, you know, uh, you know honestly, from our perspective, it's, it sometimes feels like the world is just going sort of in slow motion around us and that we're going at, you know, about an average speed by our standards. No, you were on speed. You were on Adderall, which is uh, the legal method of uh, taking amphetamines. That's for sure. Oh, my God. And look at all these people. In fact, let me hear Eric Adams again, who has been one of the uh, top promoters uh, of uh, Bitcoin uh, piracy in the world, having been paid in Bitcoin, three payments, and then all of a sudden it stopped, but he still wants to promote Bitcoin. He wants kids taught in public schools how to go from being street criminals to white-collar criminals by getting involved in the, crimp, the cryptocurrency Ponzi scheme. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. That's what it's always been about for Eric Adams. Well, what about Stephon Curry in basketball? Giselle Bunchin and her husband, then Tom Brady. Bobby, David Ortiz, remember Shaquille O'Neal, Larry David, and that Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, right? He's supposed to be so sharp, a fiscal expert. It's all nonsense. They were looking for a fast cash way of making money, and they didn't care who they were going to hurt. In fact, they should be required to throw it all back. Whatever monies they were paid by FTX to do these fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi promotions. Whatever monies they made in terms of investing in FTX, as they called it then, Sam Coins, now they're called Scam Coins. They should be forced to have to pay it out for all those investors who got sucked in, a million of them, who invested $32 billion. Poof! Puff the magic dragon. It's gone. And all of a sudden, who's been hanging out in New York City uh, at the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Southern District? Uh, the former home slice of the guy you could never trust because of his three names, Sam Bankman Freed. His girlfriend, Caroline Ellison, one of the 10 graduates of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Remember what they told us. They were the brightest. They were the most enlightened. Oh, my God. If you graduated MIT, you could walk on water. No. 
You could be a crook just like a kid in the street who puts a 22 in your back when you're taking money out of an ATM. You want to give him five years. I don't have a problem with that. But how come all of a sudden we move ever so tortoise-like slowly in uncovering who all these thieves are? And by the way, uh, in the House of Representatives, a uh, young Democrat from the Bronx, Richie Torres, got massive amounts of money from FTX and campaign contributions. He gave it back, and then he said, you know, I, I, I want to make amends for this. I want to write the legislation that's going to prevent this kind of ripoff in the future. Yeah, who's greasing you now, Richie Torres? Which one of the cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers is greasing you now? Do not trust any of these politicians because they're in Greece. And the latest big guy to grease them is the number one cryptocurrency Ponzi schemer bar none, the infamous Zhao of Binance, who put FTX into business to begin. Now, here's the one and only interview that Zhao has ever given at CNBC Squawk Box. On a very personal basis, how do you think about Sam? And, and the reason I ask is I think at some point, obviously, you were friends. You were his original investor in all of this. Can you fathom that yeah. he lied to you like this, if that's the case? Yeah, so I'm very shocked that I, I, I obviously did not know him until about a week or so ago. Um, so I'm, I'm just shocked. Um, I'm, I'm shocked that, you know, he lied to everybody. You didn't know him till a week ago? I didn't know what kind of person. I didn't know that he lied to everybody until a week, a week ago. <laughs> By the way, Macedonian Phil, can you look up Zhao, the infamous Zhao? Find out his residence because every few days he's doing a hop, skip, and a jump. You know, he goes from Dubai, all of a sudden he's in Switzerland, all of a sudden he's in Australia, he's in Hong Kong, he's here, there, everywhere. Whereas uh, there is no international headquarters for Binance. If you say, well, where's the brick-and-mortar headquarters for Binance, the largest of the cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers, the largest of the Bitcoin bandits, there is no headquarters. It's all a mirage. It's all fake. Listen to him. Explain it. Um, I think re- regulations could minimize some of the problems. But when a person lies, uh, when, when there's a bad player that just want to do bad things, regulations doesn't prevent it. Uh, having banning guns doesn't, doesn't mean that some, no one would just take a gun and shoot somebody. Um, that's just one person going crazy or lying or just a bad player. So I think regulations will help. But you will not eliminate this this problem. So we shouldn't blame this problem on, on, on any single person other than Sam. Um, but everybody in the industry do share a bit of a responsibility. Oh, they, they do share some of the responsibility. Isn't that so nice of you, you crook, Xiao? You want to put it all on FTX, right? A guy who was your very best friend, Sam Bankman-Fried. Never trust anybody with three names. This guy, Xiao, Xiao, put all the money in to FTX. He's the one who put him into business. So he could have multiple ways to rip you off with what they called Sam coins, which are now known as scam coins. The Bitcoin said are worthless, absolutely worthless. And then, oh, he wanted to reassure us that this is not a house of cards that is going to be like imploding. Just just one big house of cards um, across the board, CZ. And I'm sure that you don't think it's a house of cards, but uh, do we push the time frame out for when it happens? Um, I think, well, first of all, I, I, as you said, I don't think it's a house of cards. Um, there are fundamental technologies that are much better than the tools we had to transact, to raise money, 
to do uh, global payments, et cetera. So there's a fundamental technologies that are much better than the tools we had before. So it's definitely not a house, uh, a house of cards. Um, at the same time, I'm not very good at price predictions. Um, I don't do those things. Um, I think there are smarter people out there that seems to have some formula to predict it. And I don't believe those things anyway. So, um, uh, I think fundamentally, though, uh, if you look at the industry five years, 10 years from now, the industry will be much, much bigger. I mean, what the hell, right? Our government is a Ponzi scheme. We have $31 trillion in debt. It costs $103 billion to maintain the debt, which is 11% of our federal spending each and every year. Wouldn't you call what we're doing, the federal government, raising the roof to provide for more debt? for more deficit spending. Isn't that also a Ponzi scheme? Isn't Social Security a Ponzi scheme? I mean, don't you think we need to eliminate all these Ponzi schemes from private business, the Bitcoins, the cryptocurrency, the blockchains, to a $31 trillion debt that this country has, and all the federal spending that keeps going in just to subsidize this debt? This is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. pay your fan the double dutch bus now normally uh, this is the uh sid rosenberg what do we call that swamp uh you know that basically uh, critiques what had happened with sid rosenberg friends uh fiends and foe i am the foe but since uh, it was a great morning in which we raised money for the tunnel to tower foundation um I'm not going to be talking about that right now, but I will tomorrow, same time, same place, because I will be on with Sid Rosenberg tomorrow. And let me warn you, Lou, I know your vote was to eliminate me from two times a week. Ain't going to happen in Macedonia, Phil. You got it personally in for me. So I'm going to close out the week at 7.05, and I'm going to want all of you to mask up. In fact, I'm coming in with my Kanye West ski mask up because of the tridemic. That's right, you know, the flu, COVID-19, RSVP. I'm going to come in and, and do my 705 interview just like Kanye West did with InfoWars. Because, oh, fear, fright, hysteria, and hype. You know it's coming on the buses and the subways and the LIR and Metro North and New Jersey Transit. They're going to want you to mask yourself up. But more importantly, they have determined, at least some of our legislators, that since we can't collect the bus fare in the MTA money-taking agency, that the best thing to do is just let everybody ride for free. Now, they have no idea how they're going to finance it. The MTA, the money-taking ex, uh, agency, is on the uh, cusp of going uh, physic, fiscally insolvent. But what the hell? Uh, let everybody ride for free. So says the state senator from Astoria, Queens, 
a real piece of work generous. When asked the question, well, how are you going to fund this? He said, well, look, Boston, L.A., and Washington, D.C. are trying it. We should have free fare, too. Well, as he goes already, 30% of the people taking the MTIA uh, buses, local buses in the five boroughs, are not paying. 30%, mostly in the Bronx, mostly in Staten Island. 20% of those taking the subways are not paying their fare. What they're doing is the Irish sweepstakes. They're going under the turnstile, over the turnstile. They're going through the emergency gate, holding it open so that people can just flood in. And they're doing little, if anything, to try to prevent fare evasion. The MTA has hired some private security officers, some armed, some unarmed. It's done nothing but cost more money. And more importantly, they're not using the MTA cops that Andrew evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Francia Bruta, Cuomo, King Cuomo I, had promised before the lockdown and pandemic of March of 2020. He said he was going to hire 500 MTA state cops, and all they were going to do is stop fare evasion while the NYPD transit police would go out there and deal with the crimes in the subway. And none, I repeat, none of that is being done But they do have a new program, and it's going to cost millions and millions of dollars. And, I mean, this might be a way for you to subsidize the fare that you don't want to pay Macedonian Phil. You end up taking um, an L train station every day. And if you go to Myrtle and Wyckoff, uh, where they have an elevator, or you go to Lorimore Street, the connection there to the G train, where they have an elevator, if you go in with your big schnoz and you actually smell around... And if you uh, catch the scent of urine, you could actually report it to the 2,000 token booth clerks who by January 1st will no longer be in the token booths. They never needed to be there anyway because there's no longer tokens. It's swipe cards, and now you can use your smartphone and iPhone. But they want these 2,000 men and women now roaming the stations, doing customer service, giving directions, helping with fare machines and quality of life issues. So why would you need to put MTA sensors in elevators to try to determine if somebody has decided to urinate in the elevator? When you have these uh, token booth clerks with nothing to do now but getting paid with lots of overtime, uh, they could use their schnoz. You could have somebody like Macedonian Phil doesn't want to pay his fare, who jumps over the turnstile, goes under the turnstile, goes through the emergency gate. Let them test out one of the elevators first, a little bit of sweat equity. None of that's going to happen. This is my suggestion, ladies and gentlemen. And I have begged uh, forgiveness of him. He was the best in running the subways and buses in New York City for the MTA money-taking agency of then Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta, Cuomo, King Cuomo I, Andy Byford, blimey, blimey, I called him a wanker. But I'm remembering the days of Andy Byford. Any advice for your successor? I would ask them to please do what I've done from day one, which is to cherish uh, the staff. Well, in fact, he is available. He's a free agent now, no longer working for the London Underground, where he finished his last commission project. He's traveling the country. He would be the person to hire. Look, I, I, I demeaned him. I called them all kinds of names. Like I said, at a public hearing, a wanker, I apologize. We need Andy Byford back. In fact, I saw his vaunted Eagle Squad on 86 in Central Park West going on the Crosstown bus to make sure you paid your fare. Bring back Andy Byford, the limey-blimey, today.